Hi everyone, I'm Anna Close. And I'm Paul Jabronians, the Engineering History Podcast. If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show. Today we will be going over Operation Pluto or the Pipeline Under the Ocean or Pipeline Underwater Transportation of Oil in World War II. It's a thing. I don't know any of that existed. <laughs> it's just a gigantic pipe in under the water. <laughs> Starting from England going to France during World War II. What is with our episodes and having pipes going underwater? I just love pipes! (laughs) Get off my back! (laughs) Okay, anyways. um, But first, let's give you guys some background about us. (laughs) It hit me. Get off my back! We're a little delirious, folks. We're kind of tired. Long, long work day. Long engineering hours. Long. That's part of being a young engineer. Yeah, you just don't sleep. Just don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't be an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) That's the takeaway. Don't do it. But first, (laughs) let's give you guys some background about us. (laughs) Yes, let's. I'm a mechanical engineer working at an aerospace company doing mostly manufacturing activities. And I'm a civil engineer. Oh, focusing in water resources <laughs> and water quality. <laughs> Our alcohol for today's podcast is a Shotaway IPA. Uh, this is another one by Altamont Beer Works. Big fan of their work. Yeah, Works. normally I'm the one that introduces the alcohol, but seeing as I literally am so tired I can't read this, <laughs> I think that was a good call on your part. Well, then your notes are going to be kind of tough. Oh, that was a crisp yeah. open. Cheers. Cheers, my love. Mm. And I think if, I, if I'm feeling a little tired myself, I think it's because we actually already imbibed an IPA before this before the show even started. Yeah, this has a nice kind of like ting I don't mind this. to it. Yeah, this is and, and it actually says on the can it it is hop forward without extreme hop bitterness. Ooh, I feel I feel it in the back of my throat almost, mm. you know? Yeah, like I it's do. got yeah. a bit of a kick to it, but it's it's a good kick. It's like know? spicy but in the way that like a lot of black pepper is spicy. Yeah. Which is too much for it's me. It's <laughs> insane. And if you have that along with salt. Honestly, even butter's <laughs> too much. <laughs> butter's too spicy for me. Uh, all right. So all of this kind of takes place during World War II. Love World War II. Is this going to be another thing where you bring up Nazi Germany for no reason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, we're just going to talk about Nazis the whole time. There's actually no engineering involved. This is the Nazi history <laughs> podcast. Where Nazism and history collide. <laughs> Hopefully they would collide with history and only history. Yeah. But, so, just to give a brief, very brief, Background, huh? We'll recap. We'll recap. So brief, uh, history of World War Two. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> All right, brief. <laughs> it's the hand movements, folks. You can't see, but Anna's doing this. It's it's like a very, little. It's a little. She's throwing something at me. Yeah. But it's like peppy. It's like spice. Spicy. Brief. <laughs> it's like the razzle dazzle. <laughs> brief. <laughs> history of World War II. The aftermath 
of World War I included leaving Germany in an unstable economy. And this instability set the stage for another international conflict. And guess what that is? World War II? Oh my god, how'd you get it right? As, I don't know. I'm smart. You are very smart. Rising to power in an economically and politically unstable Germany, Adolf Hitler, <laughs> our man of the hour. Who who is our man? Like who's who uh, whose man is that exactly? <laughs> Not mine. He was a terrible human being. Okay, but... way to walk it back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm extremely tired. So this is when your true feelings come out. Is are you like secretly a Nazi? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would never. Okay, good, because, you know, that would be a lot. You know, we've been podcast hosts for so long now that I thought I knew you. I know, a whole two and a half months. Yeah, in which time, you know, f- frankly, I'm really grateful for the amount of support we've gotten. It's just been, you know, and it's grown every day, you know? Yeah, two and a half months, and I feel like we, we have a lot of, uh, we have a great fan base. Thank you to everyone who's listening, by the way. I know this is a bit off track, yeah. but it's so incredible the the amount of positive reviews we've gotten. And I, I go over, like, I look over the amount of countries of people who, like, it's like so many countries. like Germany. Germany is one of them. <laughs> I, uh, both places I was not familiar with, um, yeah. but I'm sure wonderful places. Yeah, and we even were were part of um, what is it? Born to Engineering. We're... They they oh yes, Born to Engineer dot org. I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up. They they posted a lovely uh thing online, the mm-hmm. top 49 engineering podcasts on mm-hmm. the internet right now, mm-hmm. and we were we're we're right there. We're on the we're on the list, and th- yeah. thanks so much to those guys because because. Wow, that was that was amazing. Yeah, they seem to really enjoy our pro Adolf Hitler rhetoric. I don't know who they, you're trying to make this our pro Adolf Hitler. I don't know like what is who who is supporting this exactly. No one. Just for this is all for comedic relief. If you don't like it, we totally understand. But uh, who's we? I, I don't endorse this. This is just this is just weird sort of engineering comedy. Like we're just really. And now you gotta drag the profession into it. Okay, you know what? It's just we we don't stand. Adolf Hitler is not who we stand with. We stand with our Queen Marie Curie. That was assumed. (laughs) Marie Curie is our queen of the podcast, and Adolf Hitler is like, I don't know, just the 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 worst. I agree. I think that could have, you know, that kind of went without saying. Yeah. I, but now it definitely doesn't. Now you have a <laughs> yeah. lot of explaining to do. I don't like Adolf Hitler. He's not a good man. I agree. With that being said, let's talk about Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and everything he did for Germany. <laughs> and humanity. <laughs> okay, so during the, he was leader of the Nazi party. He rearmed the nation and signed signed tra- strategic holy shit. He signed strategic treaties with Italy and Japan to further his ambitions of. <laughs> I spelled world domination as world, <laughs> W-A-R-L-D. <laughs> um, world domination. And so the beginning of World War II began when Hitler invaded Poland in September of 1939, which caused Great Britain 
our main topic of today's episode. Well, we're British. We're British. 6% of folks listening to the podcast from the great nation. Great island. Are they a nation? Is that what they are? Are they a commonwealth? They're from England. The the kingdom? The kingdom. We probably shouldn't be making fun of English people. Walker boy, you're a chopper. I see you going in cloak blitzy queen. Anyone got a shaggy? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. During the first six months of World War II, Germany and the Soviet Union divided control over Poland. The Soviet Union would later move to occupy the Baltic states and defeat a resistant Finland, but they're sort of on the outskirts of what we're going to be talking about now. Okay. During this time, the British and German navies faced off in a heated battle, and the lethal German U-boat submarines struck merchant shipping bound for Britain. That alone could be an amazing... The U-boats? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, this sank more than 100 vessels in the first four months of World Jesus. War II. Jesus! I know, it's insane. Um, well, to pave the way for amphibious invasions, later dubbed Operation Sea Lion... Ooh, nice. German planes bombed Britain extensively beginning in September of 1940 until May of 1941, known as the Blitz. I remember hearing about this once or twice. Yeah. They, yeah. they seem quite proud of it. I mean, yeah. you know, how they held together as a nation, that is. Yeah, I mean, they this included night raids on London and other industrial centers. Yeah, they, they did, like, a whole bunch of things. I didn't get into extensive research on sort of... Uh, uh, what they did to help. I think they used the subways this. a lot, right? Yeah, didn't they? Didn't like big, like the big city or like London, they would turn off all their lights. Yeah, yeah, they would do that to a blackout. A blackout. Yeah. Oh, and then the the blackout ripper. You remember? Oh yes, from History on Fire, another, another wonderful history podcast. Po- amazing podcast. <laughs> the the blackout ripper, or as Daniele Bolelli calls him, the monster. The monster. <laughs> Blood and carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it would rip through an energy of blood and carnage. <laughs> Great podcast. We love history on fire. Oh, yeah. So, the Royal Air Force eventually defeated the Luftwaffe, or German Air Force. Fuck yeah, they did. In the Battle of Britain, and Hitler postponed his plans to invade. Fuck yeah, he did. Yes. So with Britain's defensive resources pushed to the limit, Prime Minister Winston Churchill began receiving crucial aid from the U.S. under the Lend-Lease Act, passed by Congress in early 1941. And while Britain's home front was being defended, they also sent troops over to Europe. And we'll be going over that more extensively in moments to come. First, let's let's go over over Operation Overlord. What what is Operation Overlord? Are you familiar with that? It sounds so familiar. Um, I I it did it have something to do with the Blitz or this was after the Blitz? It was actually codenamed for the Battle of Normandy. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, the Allied operation that launched the successful invasion of German occupied Western Europe during World War. Too. And, th- and that's that's kind of like a summary of right. what Operation Overlord did eventually. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, and it, so it was launched on June 6, 1944, with the Normandy landings. Oh, also, I was doing a bit of research on this. Guess what name popped up? Dunkirk. Dunkirk, great movie. Great movie. Christopher Nolan. That guy, and a bunch of Harry Styles. He was in the that movie, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he would be into acting. He, after seeing him in that movie, what I said to you was... I think he could play Luke Skywalker's son and be really convincing. Yes, he definitely. He kind he kind of does have like that. That Mark look, right? Hamill, yeah, he. The he, Mark Hamill, sorry, fa- Hayden facial, Christensen, yeah, facial yeah. structure kind of thing, yeah. And he'd be kind of like you know a little ambiguous. You don't know which way he was gonna go. I I would assume. Yeah, I kind of I liked him in Dunkirk. I thought he was good. I was great. Yeah. Wasn't he the douchebag character? They were all douchebags because they're all trying to survive. <laughs> but he was like the like very like it's you or me kind of guy, right? Yeah, but what would you do if you were in that scenario? I I'm not gonna pretend like I can judge anyone who's been in that kind of scenario. Well, I can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so from my recollection, Dunkirk was the evacuation was the successful evacuation of over three hundred thousand uh, British officers uh and it was right after france kind of um had germany invade and take over their country yeah um and so because of that that's when all the all the the british had to had to kind of leave because it was nazi take nazi you know the name of the town that they had to leave from no what was it dunkirk That's why that's what the movie's called. You get one exhale from the nose as a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You get a quick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, (laughs) um, that was. I mean, that's kind of. I would recommend watching the movie. You know, I thought it was really well. Christopher Nolan doesn't really miss. Like, even when he misses... It's still kind of... It was a little confusing because there were different timelines all going on at once. That's like every Nolan movie that's not Batman, though. Yeah, but I I kind of I kind of liked it because it, it added a bit of suspense to it. Yeah, and it's kind of a... a, a uh, like, it's, it's kind of a... Um, what am I trying to say? It's, it's a tip-off. That's the word I'm looking for. When Killian Murphy... Well, actually, I guess I shouldn't... Throw on spoilers in case folks haven't seen it, but great movie. You should watch it. It it's confusing, but you'll get it by the end. Yeah, you just have to sit, just sit, relax, and enjoy the show. Look, Tom Hardy's in that, dude. You know Tom Hardy is now an MMA fighter. What? Yeah, he's been like playing these like MMA like sort of like you know like the minor leagues like baseball, but they have that for MMA, and he's like doing MMA and he's like kicking people's asses apparently. Oh, yeah. Just- Stop. <laughs> I know, like as if that guy wasn't just like enviable enough. I know. He is also like such a big like dog person. I heard he yep. has like great relationship with his dogs. Just like we have a great relationship with River. Our great dog. Our beautiful dog. He's also bisexual. No, he isn't, is he? I actually I don't think he's really bisexual, but he said he's dated men before. Oh I think. I thought he was a male escort. Was he a male escort? I could have sworn maybe that was just like If you're a male escort sorry. No, I 
I, I'm not, I don't know how accurate that is. It could I think I read it somewhere a while ago, but it could have just been some like Facebook sort of yeah, thing, like, you know, how accurate quotes on are. the internet aren't real hyphen Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I I wonder if you're a male escort, is your main clientele men or women? Um, hmm. Probably not. I mean, I, who, maybe, I don't know, is the sexist, like, do women really hire prostitutes? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I'm sure, I'm sure there are, yeah, Outside there are Outside of bachelorette male, parties. There are definitely male prostitutes out there. Good. Sexual equality. Yeah, I think it's predominantly female- for obvious, or not obvious, but I'm too tired to get into, like, all of the, like, complex... I'd like the unfiltered view. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm so tired. It's been a long day. I'm me, an empath, sensing resistance. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, there's definitely, like, sugar mamas and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, good point. 90 Day Fiance has a sugar mama on it. Although oh, yeah? she will not admit to herself that she's a sugar mama. You know, I wonder if old Adolf saw himself as Germany's sugar mama during the war. What makes you say that? The fact that I'm trying to find a way to segue back There's to There's so many better ways to topic. do that. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a bad segue. I feel, I feel like I'm the queen of segues. Oh yeah, segues, yeah. well I, I kind of set you up. Yeah. So speaking of Adolf Hitler, <laughs> Normandy. <laughs> so the Operation, Operation Overlord, which again was a codename for the Battle of Normandy. Right. Uh, launched on June 6, 1944, blah, blah, blah. Nearly 160,000 troops crossed the English Channel on June 6th, and more than 2 million, that is a million, 2 million with an M, Allied troops were in France by the end of August. <laughs> a lot of troops? So many troops. So, I mentioned Operation Pluto earlier in this podcast. Right. The pipeline under the ocean, or pipeline underwater transport of oil, but what is Operation Pluto? It's when they put a pipe underwater to transport troops. Transport troops? <laughs> no, no, no. To transport oil. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm it, tired, too. Oh, I'm so... Oh, poor baby. Fuck you! <laughs> You're out here talking about your latent neo-Nazi, like, <laughs> opinions. <laughs> Do I become a Nazi when I'm tired? <laughs> no, I don't. They say when you're tired, that's your real self. When I'm tired, I just want to scream a lot. <laughs> that probably says something. That's like, that's the noise that I constantly want to make when I'm tired. When you I'm know? tired, I want to make no noise. And I just want to go sleep. Yeah. That seems that seems reasonable. So they're trying to transport oil, but why don't they just bring in oil trucks? That's a great question, and one that I I might be able to answer. Sweet. But probably not. Um, oh. So Operation Pluto was an operation by British engineers, oil companies, and the British Armed Forces to construct submarine oil pipelines under the English Channel in support of Operation Overlord. So essentially, it was a it was a it was a nicer way to hide 
that they were transporting Ooh, right. things because it would be easier to sort of um, stop stop the 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 Brits from you know making their their oil deposits to to other forces if it was through trucks. At the risk of maybe you're gonna explain this, but like. I have to imagine that, like, driving an oil truck in mm-hmm. is a little more surreptitious than laying down a giant fucking pipeline, right? Okay, like, well, think about it in this context. France is overtaken with Nazis, so they could not, exactly, they couldn't really get any oil from the Nazis because they're the Brits. Right. And, um, Great Britain and France and Germany and, like, the... European countries are pretty close together where it really wouldn't take, um, well, I mean, it would take a good, a a bit of mileage to lay this pipe, obviously, because there is a bit of distance, the English channel. What was that high five for? Bit of distance to lay some pipe. Oh my God. I need a divorce. From your podcast host? Yeah. We're not married. Co-host. Co-host? Yeah. You want a divorce? So is this post, no. <laughs> okay. So is this post, um, like, the whole invasion of Normandy that, of course, was a secret? Like This was, I believe, pre-invasion of Normandy. Then how do they roll out the pipeline without them finding out? That is a great question. So, the... <laughs> <laughs> The British War Office estimated that petrol, oil, and lubricants would petrol? account for 60% or more by way of the supplies. Um, and also pipelines would reduce the reliance on coastal tankers, which could be affected by bad weather, air attacks, and be offloaded into vulnerable storage tanks tank short. So if you had literally, literally just waited two bullet points, I could have easily answered your question. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, my God. Um, there were two types of pipes that were developed. They're called the Heiss and the Hamel. And I believe both were eventually used because there were multiple points of um, of the European countries that they needed to get to. So it wasn't just, like, one pipeline. It was, like, multiple sure. to get the, the lubricant <laughs> to the English officers in the European countries. They really needed to lube their shit. They needed to lube their shit up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I have, like, an unlubed vehicle. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. And so this kind of goes into your question of, like, how did they get this pipe right. out into the water? Like, what did they do? Well, the heist um, was a flexible kind of pipe with a lead core Ooh. that could be laid by a cable layer ship. So, you know, kind of how, like, those fishing ships have, like, that that wheel with the wire on them and, like, the net attached to it, and they lower the net and they kind of, like, crank Ooh, the wheel. Sure, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that, but on a more, on wow. a larger scale. So, but they, they still didn't notice the boats? Well, the boats, it's it's not like they have, like, drones, you know? Sure. They, it, it was a fairly small boat, and you have to remember, the, the sea is huge. Massive. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. So it was 
you know, it was a very small boat and a very large. I didn't vast figure it was expanse. flexible pipe. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it was only two to three inches, so it was like a pretty small diameter. Sure. And it, you know, it would be it would be hard to find and like. I mean, even with, like, today's technology, yeah, it would yeah. be hard to find, like, a pipe that small in the ocean. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. So, it was called Heiss after its developers, the Hartley Anglo-Iranian Simons? Siemens? Is that any know. relation to our Siemens? No, no, no. It's like, like... S-I-E-M-E-N-S? S-I-E-M-E-N-S. But, I mean, like, R meaning, like, you know, the U.S. is, you know, the company Siemens? Oh, I didn't think... I thought you meant, like, semen, like, our semen, our semen. Sure, hope it's not a relation to that kind of semen. <laughs> just glued it together What if instead of a pipe of oil, it was just pure nut? <laughs> That's where the lubricant comes in. Mm. That's why they call it semens, because they pump the lubricant in. That's how they got the idea. Yeah. Um, no, actually, that's a good question. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't put those two together. Hmm. Um, but this was tested in December of 1942 by running a cable pipeline across the Bristol Channel from Swansea to Watermouth. Nice. I'm guessing that's somewhere in England. I Watermouth? Don't, I don't know. But um, the design was successful enough to upgrade from two to three inches in diameter. So it went well. Nice. So this was like the trial run. This was a, the trial run, exactly. Neat. Um, and the handle pipe... Con- so... Remember, there are two different types of pipe. There's the Heiss, which is the um, Hartley Anglo-Iranian Siemens pipe, and then there's the Hamel pipe. And this pipe utilized readily available thin, mild steel instead of lead, and it had to be laid by special floating drums um, known as conundrums. Conundrums? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> is it the type of drum called a canun drum? <laughs> like, is, what is a canun? <laughs> Conundrum? It is kind of a funny name. I got that conundrum and fell it with the oil. <laughs> and she's the conundrums, I might. Conundrums. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. It's just a fun name. It's not just a drum. It's, it's a, a conundrum. We really need to get eight hours of sleep tonight. <laughs> Camouflage pumping stations were established at Sandown on the Isle of Wight and at Dungeness on the Kent Coast. That, wow, it's like I'm sitting next to Her Majesty. <laughs> oh, I might. Oh. <laughs> is that just what English people they just squawk? that's what they do in the morning they're just like <laughs> <laughs> what was that story your dad mentioned that he was on Old the bus and potatoes. <laughs> I love do you do you mind telling me sure. this I love that story I find it so funny my dad studied abroad once in Coventry England mm-hmm. and um, one time he was on the bus because this was 70s um mm-hmm. and england of course was already ahead of us in public transportation mm-hmm. as um, it always has been as yeah. it always has been he rode the bus with maybe about 20 schoolboys and their headmaster <laughs> and uh and the schoolboys were all it was like a boarding school obviously right so they get all the meals and stuff and uh 
And they're all just like chanting like, Goldfish and potatoes! Goldfish and potatoes! They're really into their damn codfish and potatoes for whatever reason, you know? I mean, I'm sure it was good, you know? It's, I, I'm not saying it was unwarranted. Um, and then this one... <laughs> This one kid just starts going ape shit <laughs> over the codfish and potato. And like, just making a scene, you know? All the other bus drivers are giving that kind of look of like, what the fuck? And like, and then the like headmaster, I guess, is just like, hey, you, shit down. <laughs> The kid's, like, clearly traumatized, and my dad's sitting behind two other of the kids, and one just <laughs> leans to the other and goes, like, no codfish and potatoes for him tonight. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just... It's quintessentially <laughs> British, I think. And for any of our, our British listeners, we love you guys. A hundred percent. Our friends across the pond, we're love just... Love it you know, causing a row or whatever. Love, you know, dingoes and everything. Yeah, the dingo ate my baby. That's Australia. <laughs> I know, I'm just, I'm just fucking around. Yeah. No, love love my English. I love pasties, you know. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to visit Cornwall, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, you know, there's plenty of stuff you can make fun of the U.S. for, like... Obesity. <laughs> healthcare, uh, school shootings. Gun violence. Yeah. How uh, we're all just really fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas, you know, England, very proper, very refined, especially, mm-hmm. I love sort of the, the, this era of England, you know, like sort of the, the, the leading the charge against the Germans, you know, and, mm-hmm. and their sort of reign of terror. And then, you know, like, you know, Churchill, controversial, controversial figure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think this is absolutely his moment when he shines and like, you know, if you want to say you don't want Churchill at any other time in your history, mm-hmm. I'll listen to that argument. But you really want Churchill during World War Two? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the, the stuff that Great Britain, you know, the, the engineering, even behind this, is is incredible. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the the ingenious invention oh, yeah. of, of laying this pipe. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> Not to mention... Uh, the Enigma you know. Oh, what was it? Uh, Alan Turing, you know. Alan Turing? Enigma Machine, we went over this. Oh, I'm so The tired. imitation game. Oh my god, I'm tired. Real Stranger Things. We've been over this. I'm tired. Well, I don't see if you being tired is an excuse for you to A, forget Alan Turing, and B, literally become a Nazi. <laughs> Listen... A deployment of the pipes <laughs> commenced on August 12th of 1944. Um, it was, at first it wasn't very successful delivering, because sure. it, it only delivered about um, 3,300 tons of petrol oil. That's jack shit. What are we talking about here? I know. So, um, since between September 22 and when, when the first successful heist cable pipeline became operational... Um, and so that pipeline project eventually was terminated, um, and this this project was dubbed the Bambi Project. Bambi. Yeah. Did, was there any significance I, there? No, I don't think so. Because it got shot in the head. <laughs> no, no, I I. Oh no, that's Bambi's mom. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find the the meaning behind this. Um, but there was a second system which was called Dumbo. 
which was a bit more successful. Bambi and Dumbo? I know, right? Like, I thought, eh, whatever. No, no, see your thought. Well, I, like, Bambi and Dumbo are, uh, American-developed Disney movies, right? So what was, what was the inspiration for using them as... I'm noticing the linguistic, like, B-A-M-B-I and D-U-M-B-O, both the second and the fifth letter is a vowel. Mm-hmm. Um, can't be on that. I mean, they're both animals, obviously. Mm. Never seen Dumbo, by the way. That's because your your family didn't allow you to watch Disney when you were younger? Well, you know, there's a whole... Well, we don't need to get into that. You should watch Dumbo. I've heard it's a great movie. It's a great movie. And I was often compared to him when I was young. That is so mean. I love your ears. You know, um, there's a reason I have long hair now. <laughs> I think your ears fit perfectly on your beautiful, gorgeous face and head. I think that's a lot to say about your podcast co-host, and I'm going to need to get HR involved. Uh, are you going to sue me for like, like harassment or something? I'm just complimenting your ears. Like, God... I'm what gonna... were you wearing during this time? Wow. <laughs> the slander's already started. I will say I'm a little curious as to kind of Bambi and Dumbo. Like, what, what's the difference here? Like, what, what's Dumbo all about? So, um, Dumbo, well, first off, it was more successful. That's one difference. Not just 330 measly or 3,300 or whatever measly 3,300 tons. D- measly tons? I mean, that's yeah. not that much. It still used the highest pipeline um and it started pumping on october 26th and remained in action until the end of the war as opposed to the bambi which i believe uh good proof of concept you know yeah i think it would shortly was shut down after it failed it's like falcon one spacex's first rocket pretty small rocket but it led to the falcon nine yeah the the Dumbo system, um, by the time it shut down, had laid 180 million imperial gallons of petrol. It's a lot of imperial gallons of petrol. Mm-hmm. And I believe this was responsible for about 8% of the deliveries of the petroleum products from the U- UK to the Allied forces in Northwest wow. Europe. In, like, the entire war? I believe so, yes. Wow. That's actually really impressive. Yeah. So I kind of want to get into sort of the engineering and sort of specs of the Heiss and the Hamel um, products um, for Operation Pluto. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for the Heiss, the Siemens brothers developed the cable in conjunction with the National Physical Laboratory um, based on their existing undersea telegraph cable. Right. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty dope. And actually, I'm sorry, I don't mean to tangent us, but it's kind of... Like, I don't think people realize, even nowadays, like, even when we have satellites and stuff, like, a lot of our, like, internet mm-hmm. is undersea cables. And, like, mm-hmm. people don't understand that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. We should do a whole podcast about undersea cables, which I guess we're doing right now, but, like... But it's just one instance, and it's not really, like... Are you talking about undersea cables in the context of, like, a... Telecommunications. Telecommunications. Yeah, this yeah. is more, like, oil. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of oil stuff even today, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. I feel like everybody feels like, oh, you hit the coast of the Atlantic and then if you want to connect to England on the internet, you better bounce that off a satellite. Yeah. But like, there's tons of like physical cables connecting us to the UK and Europe. All right. So the two inch diameter inner pipe, um, which would 
carry the petroleum was made from lead. I believe I, I mentioned that earlier in the podcast where there was a testing of the two inch for the highest pipeline the and highest, then it, yeah. it was successful. So it eventually turned into three inches later on. Right. Um, but kind of like my dick. Hey, I'm, I have a contract with Paul where I'm legally <laughs> obligated to high five him whenever he makes an inappropriate joke. By then by the same contract, I'm obligated to love river. Okay. But like, you don't, you're not forced anymore. You actually love her. So I feel like we need to renegotiate terms. Just because you got the raw end of the deal doesn't mean you get to renegotiate. That's not capitalism. Okay. Then I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> As, as a, a co- podcast host. As a podcast co-host. This is our last episode. <laughs> Do you want to hear about what the um, two-inch diameter pipe was surrounded with? Wait, could I guess? Yeah. Gravel. Layer of asphalt and paper impregnated with uh, resin. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and What's then the... steel... Oh, what were you going to say? Paper impregnated with resin? Yeah. For what? I don't know. I think flexibility. Oh, um, because steel tape was also wound around it to give it more more strength. A little more oomph. A little more oomph, but also keep the, the flexibility. Crispy. I like it. Yeah. And around this layer of steel tape was was jute tape and jute. asphalt. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Jute isn't quite as fun, but it's all had the same vibes as jitney. <laughs> jitney. Yeah, I literally, I cannot, I couldn't find what jute tape was. Um... But it was also, so it was a layer of jute tape um, and asphalt impregnated paper. And then <laughs> it was finally covered with a protective layer of 50 galvanized steel wires Jesus. and camouflage canvas cover. That's a lot of layers of galvanized steel wiring. And jute tape. And jute tape. <laughs> it's just a lot of tape. <laughs> it's a lot of red tape. Yeah, it seems like... Like they, you know that, um, what is that, uh, flexi tape or whatever? Fle- oh, yeah, flex tape, right? Flex tape, yeah, yeah. where the guy, where there's With the Billy whole... Billy Mays or whoever, yeah. No, it's not Billy Mays, it's another guy that definitely yeah. does cocaine, but... Just like Billy Mays. <laughs> yeah, <did>. yeah. <laughs> but it's like this guy, I miss Billy Mays. We all do. Oh my god. Big respect to, hey. Cheers to, to Billy. To Billy. Mm. Yeah, when he passed away i think it was a really hard moment national tragedy Mm -hmm. especially considering he was high on cocaine while he died yeah but um yeah the commercial where there's like a gigantic hole in like a a cylindrical tube and that's that mean format yeah yeah, right yeah Yeah. (laughs) couple who's having a relationship problem and the tape is like a baby a baby yeah Yeah. (laughs) or like marriage or something right right Yeah. yeah I feel like that's what the Brits were like with this pipe. <laughs> they just sort of slapped Slaps on it. Hey, tape. if it ain't broke, if it ain't, it, if it is broke, put tape on it. Yeah. Do you want to hear about how much the pipe could deliver per day? I can't even begin to guess. Yeah, I'd love to. 3,500 gallons per day. That's a lot of gallons per day. Yeah. And uh, at a pressure of 500 PSI, that's pounds per square inch. I know what a PSI is. Well, just for the listeners who don't know. Oh, yeah. Sorry, listeners uh, who don't know. And it could withstand underwater pressure of 1,900 PSI. Whoa. How deep is it getting? Pretty fucking deep. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many PSI is the atmosphere? One. <laughs> one? No, no. No, because it's one bar. It's, 
Oh, I thought it was one ATM. One atmosphere, yeah, one but that's atmosphere. not a PSI. So, how many PSI? How many PSI in one ATM, you could say? And um, folks, we're, we're consulting Google. So, it's 14.69. hey <laughs> Nice. Wait, so, but you would get 19,000 on the bottom of the ocean? That seems insane. Well, I don't know if this was... Maybe uh, it's over-designed. Yeah, it probably was. Should be, right? Yeah. yeah. Military stuff is always really over-designed. Yeah, because I don't think they wanted a lot of leaking in their pipe because it was such important oil. Like, the oil... This feels like a Key and Peel sketch. Yeah. Or like, it's like, okay, so can I paint a picture for you? Yeah. So it'd be, like, one of the Key and Peel sketches from, like, the, like, sort of golden days of Key and Peel. Mm-hmm. And as they often do, they're playing Nazis. Oh, God. And they're, like, on a boat, and they're just, like, they're, like, Franz and whoever, and they're, like, Franz, does that look like an oil spill to you? <laughs> and, like, basically it would be them, but they're, like, kind of good-hearted. You know, they're not really into the whole war thing. They're just, you know, they got drafted or whatever. And they're, like, we should report this to our... German EPA, and, like, <laughs> and then you have like maybe some British guys who are also played by Key and Peele mm-hmm. under the water, and they're like, "Why can't I report this to the German EPA?" <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. I think there's some material here. Yeah. Do you want to hear about why it was two inch in diameter? Because they wanted to approximate um, uh, the average. Um, amount. No. Um, it was chosen <laughs> to keep the weight down because a oh. larger cable would have required a larger ship to deploy it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so you were way off. I don't even know what you were going on It was. It was going to be like a penis kind of... It was going to tie back no. to penis stuff. Do you want the rest of this? I, I haven't even finished mine. I know. I feel like I had a big dinner... I can't drink the rest of that. I probably will. <laughs> so I'm going to keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like slightly buzzed in a way I usually don't. I know. I noticed ever since I did that month of not drinking, I can't hold my alcohol anymore. That happened to me over COVID. I didn't drink for like six months straight. And then now I'm just lightweight. I know. Like I'm, I'm only like two IPAs in and I feel like just so out. Well, also I'm really tired. I'm a little tired too. Look, you know what? Honestly, I think maybe this, uh, shot away IPA folks for, for those of you not watching, which is all of you, because there's no video. It, it <laughs> looks a little kind of hippie-ish. I wonder maybe if they've snuck some sort of THC component in here. I'd be fine with that. You know Pabst Blue Ribbon? Mm-hmm. PBR? Yeah. They make a THC beverage. Oh, they do? It's called A Different Kind of Buzz. Wow. Yeah. Want to hear about the Hamel Pipe? You know I want to hear about the <laughs> damn Hamel Pipe. <laughs> so it was too stiff to be coiled in a ship's hold. Um, and it couldn't withstand, like, the twist. So it wasn't, like, the heist pipe where it, you know, it was a little bit more flexible. It was, it was, it was more stiff, but it was still functional. Yeah. Um, and that's where the conundrums come in. Because... Yeah, bring back the conundrums. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the conundrums were basically, like steel drums that were 60 foot long and 40 feet in diameter diameter and would um uh 
hold the hamel pipe and just kind of like you know as a ship would sort of start from the english coast and go to whichever coast they need to go it would slowly unravel the hamel pipe i wonder Um, sorry oh no i was just gonna say it, it was it was towed to a special dock um where it was held by steel arms and a sprocket chain driven by an electric motor rotated the conundrum pipe so it's just essentially what i just talked about I wonder where the word conundrum, like our modern sense of conundrum comes from. Like is, you know, a conundrum is something that's really hard to unravel. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's tied up in this whole pipe business. That would be interesting. But I don't know. I don't know either. Because I didn't research that. <laughs> so, if you didn't, I can't say. <laughs> I learned that a conundrum was a real thing about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. It was, it's super interesting. I learned about this in college and the whole time I was like learning, like I was reading about this in, in one of my engineering classes. I was like, this is insane. It's a a great pipe under, you know, underwater that, I mean, it, it worked, you know? I mean, it seemed like the, the test seemed to be successful enough that they up to their size and um it, it seemed to be able to produce uh, enough oil for some of the forces to use so it's crazy like the the engineering ingenuity that came out of millions of people dying <laughs> that's a crazy war. thing you know when you talk to veterans often what comes up is like you know like war obviously is a horrible thing mm-hmm. but it also weirdly kind of pushes people to be their best selves and often their worst selves, you know? It's just mm-hmm. like, like let's say, for example, if you're thinking of a spectrum, sort of one end of the spectrum is like a boring office job that you can't fail. Mm-hmm. And in that scenario, you will never be pushed and also you'll never be like challenged, but you'll also like never be able to grow. Whereas in war... And maybe probably also how it was when we were, like, cavemen and stuff. You have the potential for, like, great heroism and innovation like this or just, you know, savagery, you know. So your variance in terms of human behavior is much higher and you could either rise to that challenge or or fall. Yeah. I feel like uh, the British definitely rose to that challenge. Not just looking at this scenario of, of the pipes, but also, like, the blitz. Sure, yeah. That seemed like such a hard thing to go through, and I feel like they really uh, handled it well. Didn't they? Isn't that, like, um, what um, Narnia is kind of based off of? Like, they sent their kids to some farm away from the city. Oh, right, yeah. That was because they sent them out to the boonies because the city was getting bombed, yeah. During World War II. Yeah, 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 you're right. Great, great book. Those books are so good. God, I wish I was a child again so I could reread it. You know, whenever I read those books, I feel like I'm a child again. You know, C.S. Lewis, who wrote those books, either he or J.R.R. Tolkien, I think C.S. Lewis, Mm -hmm. he was criticized one time because his books were supposedly, like, too scary for kids, because hmm. they had, like, monsters and stuff. And he said, kids, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, kids don't need my books to realize that there's monsters, but if they read my books, maybe they're going to learn how to deal with those monsters a little bit. I like that. You can't hide your kids from, 
from the world. The monstrous reality. Yeah. The world. Show your children Holocaust pictures when they're two years old. Um. Maybe don't do that. No. I think I'm. I, <laughs> okay. I might have got a little carried away. advice. Show your four-year-old a decapitated body. Right. Um. And you know what? While you're at it, just skin a live human right. being in front of them. Really, just get them. And that kind shows of, them that you're a terrible person. <laughs> who knows what it takes to survive in yeah. this world? Parenting advice from Paul That's our and parenting Anna. advice. <laughs> we are not parents. <laughs> We're parents to River. Our beautiful nine-year-old dog. Oh, God, yeah. I love her so much. When I was in Wyoming a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I heard a couple of kids playing kind of near me. Yeah. One of the children, the human children, was named River. Really? Yeah. It's a nice name. No, it's a good name. I thought it was good. It was just weird. I was jarring. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> You mean our dog? <laughs> yeah, there's like this meme going around where it's like, um, I named my dog um, Ashley Marie, insert whatever your last name is. I named my cat Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> cats do get the short end of the stick often. Yeah. We have a couple of good buddies whose cat's name is Garbanzo. Yeah. His <laughs> testicles look like Garbanzo beans. <laughs> Or, like, another example was, like, I named my river, insert normal human baby name, and my cat is, um, Pothole, or just, like, something <laughs> stupid like that. I like it when they name the human children, like, Brantley, <laughs> yeah. you know, Caselin, Garungo. <laughs> Garungo. I don't know, you know, just some stupid name. Or, like, um, uh, what is... What is, like, some famous person's name where it was like, oh, really? Your parents hated you that much? Yeah. Like, Adolf. Just, well, apparently that was the name for the, for the, for the time. It was a pretty popular name. Not I nowadays, mean, like, Adolf, obviously. like, what if your parents named Adolf today? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Didn't we want to name our child, like, Thanos? That'd be a great name. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> Thanos, he had a point. Thanos, he did nothing wrong to Baroni. Right. <laughs> Our metaphorical, we're not actually in a relationship, we're just co-hosts. Yeah, if we were about to, you know, the podcast is really our child. Yeah. Anyway, well, what, what's what's going on with, um, you know, the pipe? Nothing. <laughs> That's oh, is it. that it? That's the whole thing. It just... Well, shit was there and then it wasn't <laughs> honestly that's that's a really neat story I, i'd never heard of that actually uh, yeah fun facts you learn while listening to two drunk assholes <laughs> i feel actually drunk weirdly like i think I get... the mixture of being uh tired and having two ipas is mixing together this quite is two nicely. ipas like I what know. what is the percentage on like i refuse I to i bet it's like not even it's, alcohol yeah like, i know it's like, like zero alcohol it's like two percent maximum yeah it doesn't it does it i thought they were required to say oh, oh 6.8 6.9 would have been preferred i know Ayo. oh that was a bad high five oh nice. <laughs> river looked Chris. Well, you know, honestly, any any podcast that involves killing Nazis, I'm okay with that. Well, what did they do that was so bad? They, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, 
there was that whole time they were Nazis. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Beyond that, very good people. <laughs> Super good. They took... They knew their morals. <laughs> they knew how to make sauerkraut. <laughs> and, uh... What else do Germans do? I, I don't know. They, Another hot spot for the podcast, Germany. I would love to go to Germany. Isn't there that road? Oh, the Autobahn. The Autobahn! <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I think we need an Autobahn here, actually. Yeah? Yeah, speed limits feel, like, tyrannical to me. Yeah. You know what'd be fun? Yeah. Oktoberfest in Germany. Christ. Can you yeah. imagine? That I sounds bet, fun as shit. I bet that would be so much fun. It's next September. Not this coming September. Next September. Let's mark our calendars. Let's do it. And folks, if you happen to find yourself in Alexandria, Virginia for any ch- for, for any reason, there's a wonderful restaurant called Village Brow House. Oh. Authentic German style. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, drop by. You're doing yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, we don't go there anymore, but that's just because we moved from the area. But if, yeah. if you live in the area, absolutely, you know, drop by. If you're visiting for work, if you're a government contractor, you know, it's it's a great place to, to hang out. And while you're at it, at it, if you really want some nice Irish cuisine, Ooh. you know, stop by the Alchabine. Great, the Alchabine. Great place Classic. for a good, good pint of beer, but also oh. a great environment for, you know, eating mm-hmm. great people work there um some amazing live music oh my god like you've never even heard of you haven't Go they have like great. the irish guinness people oh, in the united yeah. states don't know they're drinking the american guinness it's not yeah. the same thing well yeah the irish guinness is for real it's, it's very that's good. the real shit yeah but I'm, you have to like be irish to get it which is i mean the people who run the alchabine are irish no, no, sorry. I mean, when you're in the Alchabine, you can order it no matter what. They only allow people <laughs> who are Irish. <laughs> no, no, but, like, the people who run the Alchabine have the pipeline to the real Guinness because they are Irish. Yeah, they... Right? Is that not true? I don't know. It's been a while since I've... I feel like maybe, actually, that's kind of racist. <laughs> that, that might be. <laughs> like, if that's really the rule, maybe they should change that. Yeah. Great food, great atmosphere, um, great drinks. Great people. Yeah, great people. When we moved, we moved, you know, away from that area. And when we moved, we had a going away party there. Yeah. They have karaoke in the basement. Yeah, karaoke, I think every Tuesdays. Every Tuesday? We should get sponsored by the El We should. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure how big the market. Actually, a huge percentage of our audience is in that area. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I'll send Susie a text. (laughs) Susie. Yeah. Anna's got the inside hookup. Yeah, um, and then they have live music every Friday, Saturday, and I believe Sunday. Speaking of every Sunday, mm-hmm. it's Wednesday. <laughs> when we're recording this, yeah. But the Engineering History podcast drops every Sunday. Every Sunday, yeah. And every single Sunday, I am reminded and appreciative of everyone listening. Oh my God, me too. Can't even describe how grateful we are for the. People listening to us babble about history. Well, not just, you know, babble, but also have maybe some interesting conversations about yeah, yeah. What, how what we make influences who we are. I feel like last episode we had some really deep questions. Yeah. And I think it was great having Joe on. 
Oh, yeah. No, sorry. I meant two episodes. Ago. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Joe's was really good, too. That one, <laughs> I forgot. That one, that one's not out yet, but it'll be out by the time folks are listening to this. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, thanks, folks. Um, this is a fun episode. I feel like this was I, yeah. kind of a wacky, wild one. It was one. a little out there. We're a little delirious. You know, We're this all... is just what happens when you work. <laughs> when you work as an engineer and you're two IPAs in, anything can happen on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Cheers to that, brother. Cheers, sister. (laughs) All right, folks.